Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Go Steelers! Go Steelers! Say Go Steelers! All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? Welcome to Steelers Outpost Podcast, a proud member of Sports Drink Network. This is Nick coming to you from the 34 feet above sea level elevation of Houston, Texas, fresh out of the, I believe, 4 billion feet above sea level elevation of the Rocky Mountains, which was a trip of a lifetime, absolutely shredding the mountain into pieces via the toned fiberglass of a snowboard, um, also doing other things up in the mountains. My face has since stopped peeling off of my skeleton uh, due to the elevation and the dry temperatures, especially coming from the swampland that is Houston. And the Steelers have since vastly improved their football team via the magic of free agency. So last week, I did a podcast on the first day of free agency where the Steelers lost Cam Sutton. It was a big loss for them. That's one of their most consistent players on defense. He might not be a star player, more of a cornerback too, but a massive chess piece given the fact that he can play in the slot and that he's an elite level communicator and also one of the cornerbacks that's actually good that the Steelers managed to draft over the past decade. Losing Cam Sutton uh, assured the Steelers that anytime they develop or draft a cornerback or pick up a cornerback as an undrafted rookie free agent like Mike Hilton, we have assured uh, the fan base that those guys will leave Pittsburgh and the Steelmen will not pay them money. So Cam's gone, Hilton's gone, boo-hoo. Well, guess what? Steelers signed Hall of Fame cornerback, 46-year-old Patrick Peterson. Shortly after there, and we talked about Patrick Peterson, what he's going to be 33 at the top of the season. I believe Cam Hayward is probably the same age. Cam actually might be closer to 34. And as we stated last week, it's just it's tough to see what the Steelers are going to do with that corner position. And there's no way that they're relying on a past his prime, but still very effective Patrick Peterson, who had a career resurgence the past couple of years in Minnesota, let alone the fact that he is a Hall of Fame corner. This guy is an absolute athletic freak. So if there's anybody who can still be solid at this age, it would be him. And he has been for the past few years. But that's not going to preclude the Steel Men from drafting a corner in the first round or in the early rounds of the draft. That being said, we were still looking for them to load up on some fat boys. Lo and behold, they did. I have rarely been so thrilled with the Steelers' free agency I think 
I'll go through the list of names here. I think the one thing you can, two things you can say. Number one, the Eagles model is firmly in play with all the, first off, former Eagle offensive linemen that the Steelers have picked up, um, but also just the fact that they've prioritized linemen so, um, so obviously so far in this process, and also the fact that the Steelers brass, Mike Tomlin, I just immediately want to say Kevin Colbert, but Omar Khan and the boys have been cited at a lot of pre-draft meetings with offensive linemen. So number one, Eagles theory of just just jelly rolling people with facts is in play, and we got to love it. And then number two, the Steelers have taken a risk on, on two of their free agent signings one being Pat Peterson and the one being a re-signing of Larry Ogunjobi. They're taking a risk on a couple older players and then Larry Ogunjobi coming off of some injury issues, uh, although there's reason to believe he could overcome them. But regardless, he's really their only other answer at interior defensive lineman besides Cam Hayward, who's also an older player. The Steelers are, are crossing their fingers that these old guys can get it done and stay healthy. And obviously Cam Hayward, knock on wood, but he's been uh, just an absolute – beast staying on the field and being a one-man dominant wrecking crew his whole career so we're gonna just go ahead and assume that that continues but as far as the rest of the signings go for the Steelers we got a couple offensive linemen number one Isaac Sumalo who's the starting guard for the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl run team this past year he started 20 out of 20 games I believe and he's a beast and He's a mean guy. He's a big mauler. You think about that Philadelphia team, that's what they did. I talked about them possibly to an annoying extent throughout their Super Bowl run, given the fact that they have so much in common with the Steelers and the way they're built, the fact that the whole NFL community and fan base, we've all collectively soiled ourselves after that Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen playoff game two years ago where it just sort of seemed like nobody's ever going to have a chance to win another game again unless you have one of these absolute freak quarterbacks. Well, it turns out the Eagles had a quarterback who's, you know, Jalen Hurts, sort of second-round type player. Some people thought he'd be even lower than that, but ended up being a decent quarterback by his second year, ended up being a very strong quarterback by his third year when the, when the Eagles are making their Super Bowl run, and it – and is a great leader. He's got all these intangibles. He just keeps getting better and better. He's never going to be a Patrick Mahomes, but he ends up, turns out this is an extremely good quarterback who, you know, besides his one fumble, also had a pretty spectacular Super Bowl. Well, that's pretty encouraging when you see Kenny Pickett showing a lot of the same traits as Jalen Hurts. I know very different body types and play styles, but so talked about the Eagles ad nauseum. It's really awesome to see them sign one of their starters. If you think about that legendary QB sneak play that the Eagles have run, Isaac Siamala is a big part of that, and he's a mauler. I think we've seen a bunch of the Steelers beat writers. I'm sort of using beat writers loosely. I'm considering the Twitter guys who follow the, the team extremely closely, like Alex Darren, Fairball, and those dudes. You're a beat writer, all right? It's a good thing. But you've seen them talk about how the Steelers have prioritized since getting their new offensive line coach last year, getting mean offensive linemen. Mean, fat boys. Mean, fat boys that'll punch you right in the grundle. And right in uppercut to the chin, baby. That's the kind of guys the Steel Men want. 
Sumalo fits that bill, and so does their other free agency signing, Nate Herbig, who played for the Jets last year, is immediately going to be the the Pittsburgh fan base's favorite player. He looks and talks like a nine-year-old who's been inflated to 6'4", whatever he is. Extremely likable, hilarious, goofy guy who in his opening press conference talked about how joining the Steelers is basically a dream come true because, quote, it's the Steelers. So, yeah, this guy knows the exact way to the Pittsburgh Yinzers' hearts. Uh, and also played for Philly before he played for New York and is just a complete mauler. He's mean. We should have had Cousin P. Butch on the podcast today um, because – is that my friend? No, it's not. I saw a strange man wandering inside the highway. Sorry. Uh, we should have had P. Butch on because that's the first thing he told me about Nate Herbig. He's mean. He's a fight starter. He's a mauler. This is, to me, incredibly encouraging because that was such an emphasis for the offensive line last year after the failure of the Sean Surrett era. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line needed to be mean. And halfway through the year, they got there. So you have uh, Nate Herbig, who's a swing, really a swing interior offensive lineman, can do some center, guard. A lot of these guards can do, do a little bit of both. But now you're starting to feel extremely good about your offensive lineman depth. Because you do look at their performance over the end of last year, and I think that there's reasons to say they're, they're actually probably – an above average offensive line with how they were able to run on everybody and how they were able to protect Kenny Pickett so consistently. But now you might have some, you definitely have an upgrade with Siamalu. I know fans are talking about moving James Daniels around, who was the Steelers one lone star offensive lineman last year at left guard. He was, I guess, projected as a center coming out of Iowa as a rookie. So people are thinking, well, maybe you get Herbig and Sumalo on the field at the same time at the guard positions, and you put Mason Cole on the bench and put James Daniel at center. I personally I personally am not a big fan of that. I think you leave Herbig as the swing. Like, he is going to get snaps. But you have one thing that's working really well on the Steelers' offensive line that doesn't have any stars, and Daniels and, his, and James Daniel in his position – so leave him there. I also think Mason Cole has already proven to be a vocal leader for the Steelmen. And as a center, that's massively important. I think people sometimes overvalue that those off-the-field traits. But with, you know, as long as your physical play can back it up, which Mason Cole he might be inconsistent, but overall his physical play does back it up. Those... Intangibles are really important, especially for a position like center, obviously quarterback, and then you talk about middle of the defense guys like middle linebacker or safety. So I think Mason Cole having that sort of established presence and relationship with Kenny Pickett is a big deal. And I also think you are going to see the quality of his play increase just by the fact of having better players around him. So I'd be a bigger fan of leaving the line intact in that way. Although – who knows? Maybe maybe you do put Daniel or someone else to center and it's a completely seamless transition, but I'm not a huge fan of that. And I do really hope they take one of these offensive tackles in the first round and really just officially load up on that offensive line. Now, the other 
signings they have made in free agency are middle linebackers. Two of them, as a matter of fact. Devin Bush is gone. He's a Seahawk. Godspeed. Miles Jack, they cut him. That blows. Yet another Steeler opponent who tortured the Steelers in his prime like a Jacoby Jones, and the Steelers pick him up, and it's just too little too late. There's also a guy who played Antonio Brown extremely well whenever he played him. His name is William Jackson III. Steelers signed him last year. He never played a down. So we need to stop signing rivals as the Steelmen. So anyways, those middle linebackers are gone. And in come Landon Roberts, linebacker from the Miami Dolphins, and Cole Holcomb from the Washington Commanders. These are two linebackers who are extremely consistent players who I'd, I'd probably categorize as being like above average, but they're both definitively better cover linebackers than Jack and Devin Bush. And they're much more aggressive in their run fits and their fills. There's some good tape on these guys online, but really what, it, what this does is say, it, it tells you there's a slight jump up in the quality. I mean, it might be more than slight, to be honest with you, but there's a jump up in the quality of the interior linebacker, and it saves the Steelers from doing something I think we were all really afraid of, which is pigeonholing them into drafting an inside linebacker with that 32nd or 17th pick when there really aren't a lot of good inside linebackers to choose from this year. Obviously we're all scared, scarred from the Devin Bush experience still, but you got to keep swinging. You know, if you didn't keep swinging after Jarvis Jones, you wouldn't have gotten TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree, I think he has had a visit to the Steelers. So doors not closed on that yet. I'm sure. They'll wait on him, but that's exciting that they filled those positions in free agency. Because the Steelers have done a few things. Number one, they have accomplished a traditional Steelers goal that we have seen them get a little bit better at over the last six or seven years, which is fill voids in free agency so that you're not pigeonholed into taking a play in the draft. Like we always point back to the year when they signed Joe Hayden. Well, I guess they sort of traded for Joe Hayden. And, and I can't remember how that worked. I think they signed... Whatever. They acquired Joe Hayden from the Browns. I miss Joe. Thank you, Joe. And Vance McDonald from the 49ers, which was the first time we had really seen the Steelers sign like starting level free agency players since like Ryan Clark and James Ferrier. But the Steelers have made sure that they're not going to get pigeonholed into having needing to draft an Artie Burns in the first round because holy crap, we need a starting corner. Damn it. Our rival took the last true first-round corner, one pick in front of us. Well, let's just look down our list. Where's our next corner? Oh, we got this guy. He's a fourth-round pick in Artie Burns. We got to take him in the first. Same thing with Terrell Edmonds, taking him with the first-round pick. Again, ended up being a good player, not a first-round type player. He's still a free agent as we do this podcast right now. You don't want to see them pigeonholed into needing to take a guy. So the Steelers have done a pretty tremendous job of filling those gaps Obviously, you're still worried that there isn't a true starting slot corner. I think I saw Tommy Jaggy on uh, – man, I hope that's how you say your name, buddy. J-A-G-G-I, another good Steelers Twitter follow. 
I think he mentioned, if you look at the Steelers' room with the killer Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, Patrick Peterson, and the newly re-signed James Pierre, who is another sort of mystery Steelers player where it seems like 80% of the time when he goes in and plays, he's a really good player, but he can't seem to stay on the field. He's had his moments of of being toasted, but overall he's been a good player. I I really wonder what's going to happen with him. Although it sort of feels like those guys, like Kevin Dotson being another one, where it seems like, hey, this guy plays well every time he gets on the field, but for some reason the Steelers don't want to play him. There's something going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I'm not saying it's like a personality thing or like a discipline thing. It's just there's something going on where they don't play these guys. It doesn't seem like those guys overcome that very often. So I'm, I still have hope for James Pierre, but I'm not holding my breath. But with the cornerback room, the Steelers actually have better depth than they've had, and I believe that's the tweet that Tommy put out earlier, but they really don't have a true starting slot corner with the loss of, of Sutton. And it really sucks because they've had two of the best slot corners in the league with guys that they've developed and Mike Hilton and, and, and Cam Sutton, and now they're both gone. But otherwise, the depth everywhere on the team is looking solid. Interior defensive line and slot corner are really the last two holes that the Steelers officially have that need to be addressed either with some future free agent signings or with the draft. And then uh, Casey was re-signed at safety. I still am holding out hope that we get a repeat of Terrell Edmonds' free agency quest from last year where He's on the market, and then the Steelers go ahead and re-sign him later anyways. But I guess that backup safety spot is another one where you're, you're looking, hey, th- there's nobody. And I guess backup tight end, given the fact that Connor Hayward is kind of a, a tweener sort of dude, great playmaker, pass catcher, but still need another guy at that position. But overall, all emergencies have been taken care of. And so – not only have the Steelers upgraded their line, their offensive line, which to me was the biggest priority in free agency in the draft with Isaac Siamalu and Nate Herbig, guys who are potentially upgrades over current starters, definitely Siamalu. Siamalu, sorry. Just think about Troy Polamalu. It's hard not to sometimes. Uh, but they've also given the offensive line depth, and it just shows the Steelers are very well aware of what their issues are. And they have a plan and the type of team they're building. And on offense, it's going to be smacky in the math kind of football. Mean offensive line. You know we only have six plays in the playbook, but we're just gonna we're gonna drive you insane with violence and boredom. You're gonna be looking you're on the other team and you gotta watch Matt Canada's offense. That sucks. It's gonna have an effect on you. It has an effect on us. We watch every damn game. Steelers got a plan. We're going to bore you to death or we're going to beat you to death. So that's extremely exciting. If they get a a legit starting tackle in the first round of the draft, I'm going to be over the moon. I know the last thing I guess I'll mention here is uh, Dan Orlovsky (laughs) made some waves on ESPN by saying the Steelers need to sign Odell Beckham Jr. And because if you sign Odell, it takes a sneaky good skill group and it turns it into an elite skill group. And I know that Odell isn't what he was five, six years ago where he was legitimately on track to be the best receiver of all time. I think some people didn't watch Giants games, so you just look at that 
that amazing catch he had and you don't realize he broke like every rookie receiving record his rookie year and missed the first four or five games of the season he's he's unbelievable the guy's still really good and i'm sure he's still going to be good after this surgery as well just, even just judging by some of the tapes of him running around but i get what dan is saying there because it would help the steelers compete with teams like the Bengals, and it would really make the Steelers scary. I don't think it's the kind of move that they're going to make because they do sneakily still have a lot of work to do in the trenches and, you know, at those other positions that we mentioned. And I don't think Dan was completely aware of that. So obviously I'll be psyched if Odell came there, but highly doubt it's going to happen. We're going to keep our fingers crossed that they retain Sims for, you know, some solidity at that third receiver spot. And there still is the hope that Calvin Austin, a very popular, legit draft prospect, he could turn into a guy. I, I generally get scared when fast dudes like that miss their very first year with a, with a season-ending injury. It just kind of seems like those keep popping up for guys. Percy Harvin, uh, obviously he had some injury issues in his career. I'm just giving you one example, but... Fingers crossed that Calvin Austin still emerges, but I think the Steelers are going to give that wide receiver situation one more year to play out before they really prioritize that. You know, the Odell thing is fun. So anyways, hard not to be excited as a Steelers fan. Everything's going according to plan. They got about 50 draft picks right now. That's not true, but they got a bunch of early ones, more than we've seen the Steelers have pretty much ever. And uh, bravely forward. Let's go. So until next time, Hit us up on Twitter, Steelers Outpost, SteelersOutpost at gmail.com. Go Steelman. Okay, bye-bye.